Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 98 for Tuesday, March 2nd. I'm Alex Uwe, here today with Alex Rudy, Farbon Marcazzi, and Ray Estrada. How are you guys doing? Great. Baseball's back. Oh yeah, that's that's honestly the, the biggest point. Great. Chilling. <laughs> Chilling. Have you guys watched any baseball yet? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kinda. it's kind of cool. The The Angels and the Dodgers, I think, speaking of both your two teams, are going to be broadcasting like every spring training game. Is that actually the case? Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, Fox Sports basically said, um, at least on the Angels side, Fox Sports basically said they're going to be broadcasting all 29 Angels spring training games, which is going to be awesome. Um, I Also, Fox Sports, I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, uh, Fox Sports West, I think they were acquired by a different thing or like have a name change coming up. Uh, but yeah, it, I'm really excited to be able to watch that. I think one of the weirder things though is that we have five inning spring training games. Um, but that was still interesting to watch today. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I honestly think most people won't even notice it just like spring training games like yeah. <laughs> early on. No, nobody's going <laughs> to notice the, the, the last missing three innings of these spring training games. But uh, yes. after they took the starters out, it, it basically felt like a, it was the eighth or ninth, anyways. <laughs> I do like seeing the entire field filled up with like eighties and nineties numbers. It's. In the I, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have watched the Angels spring training game at Tempe Diablo, but they have that grass lawn as, as their outfield, and um, obviously with outfielders are like lawns. Obviously, with their. Uh, with their social distancing measures to allow fans in um with, out there they they basically put a a square box um six feet apart um square boxes six feet apart for all of their fans to just sit within and it makes complete sense but it just looks so odd on tv I, I, if you guys haven't watched that or haven't seen that in an angel game next time you have a chance please check that out it's to me at least it's just it's really funny to see uh, just a bunch of people sitting in boxes. So, so like mimes, except you can actually see the box. Yeah, it's 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 a white is it's like white tape or something, um, just in a rectangular or square box, um, six feet apart throughout the, like the lawn on the on past outfield fence. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be interesting just to watch spring training this year versus other years. Um, but again, like. It's it's much much quieter of a situation than when we actually get into the season. We'll talk about uh, all that a little bit more. Uh, I should probably mention what we're going to be talking about on today's podcast. Uh, we are going to do a couple of of rankings because we like doing rankings, and it's still preseason. Basically, we're two days into spring training. We're not, we're not um, missing out on a whole lot of pre-season. fresh news. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are going to start with our top six we're gonna rank like the top baseball reporters um just because we we talk about them all the time and especially when it's still the off season um and they're you know the ones that are making all the they're breaking all the news they're not making it they're breaking it um you know we'll, we'll talk about them and and how they did this off season to uh to impact their standing uh, in our minds and then we'll go ahead and rank pretty straightforward our favorite teams for this season whatever criteria that, that you want that our, our teams, favorite teams teams to be a, our favorite teams. oh yeah okay so i'll mention that like all of us pretty distinctly have our favorite teams uh outside of that favorite team everything else is on the table for whatever reasons we might want to be a fan of that team uh and we'll go ahead and talk about that it'll just be a, a pretty chill um pretty all over the place i i would imagine type of discussion but we will do that as well. So let's start with the, the reporters because what would we have? We have six reporters here that we're going to rank. We're going to, we're going to line them up in, in order. We'll go. What do you, what do you want to start? Uh, best. We, we, sh- we should probably go best to worst because I, I think the, the top one is going to be uh, a clean sweep across the board uh, in our minds. No, uh, Ray, do you, do you want, do you want to talk yeah. about, um, the our, our unanimous number one yeah our unanimous number one uh he hails from espn he is jeff passan um he's just great 
he's spot on with his reporting. Like he, he's, um, I mean, we'll kind of talk about as you go down the list, but like a lot of these guys have fallen victim to like trying to jump at a story. And they have one source who maybe, um, tells them that I, you know, maybe I think they have a deal, so they'll report it. But he's one who waits, and I guess he has better sources. But he's also fantastic on Twitter. And oh my so, god, yeah. he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and that's I, that's the big separator is is the Twitter. And maybe maybe we should the take a step back. Yeah, personality. We should take a step back and maybe like use passing as as a way to describe like the criteria that I'm pretty sure all of us are more or less going off of. So Ray mentioned one: you got to be accurate with your reports. This off season was a mess with with false reportings, and that's just not not cool right like don't don't lie to us we want to know the truth um and don't break stuff before you actually know what's going on um and uh you know personality like 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 you mentioned you, you got to be able to uh to appeal to the masses with with your sense of humor anyway like these guys are reporters but they have to have a little pizzazz that's they're, they're on the they're on the national stage um and and some sometimes uh it's it's hit or miss, but passing seems to hit a lot. It's good for baseball, so to be able to engage with fans, to um, bring new fans in who might just see that Jeff pa- Passan and a sandwich settled at six ninety five, like stuff like that is funny mm-hmm. and would get more people interested in what he has to report and like the stuff that he's reporting on. For me, Passan's key uh, that separates a lot really from these guys, especially that I always come back to him for is that he has incredible self-awareness and he's really humble considering he's the woge of baseball or the Schefter of baseball. Uh, I think he's very honest to, you know, his roots. I don't know his roots is only the right term, but like he feels like he's just one of us is how he always comes off to me at least. And I really appreciate that attitude. I, I completely agree with that. I do think um, other than us, maybe there are some others that agree with us. I don't know if they would necessarily call passing the Woj of baseball. We think so um, because he's accurate. He gets the stories out correctly, and he's um, witty and funny, and he's himself. But I think uh, there's another guy that people still consider kind of the baseball reporter, and um, I don't know if, Uwe, if you want me to move on to another uh, another one of our people. No, yeah, go, let's, let's, let's go to number two. In our, in our ranking um, yeah here. or at least for Personally, you we might have differing rankings but like more or less going to be consistent so yeah i mean I, I, as we've all mentioned number one obviously jeff passing but number two i i think we've all mentioned it in our group chat how ken rosenthal's kind of fallen off um i've actually found an article today from 2012 top 30 uh twitter accounts ken rosenthal was 28 so he had a pretty good, pretty quick rise to being the guy that people just associate with contracts and deals being signed from like 2014 to like 20 to now. We fall, I, we think he's fallen off a little bit, maybe fallen into the habit of wanting to catch a story first, like Ray mentioned. Um, not as much as the other guys. I still think, I still probably would put him at number two. I still think he has genuine intentions i don't think he's nearly as funny or accurate um as rudy said uh relatable as passing so i can't put him at one um and i might honestly move him down from two after we discuss the other guys Mm -hmm. yeah rosenthal is i think still like the first name that pops into at least like longer term baseball fans just because he's there so long he's he's in all the the biggest broadcast like he's the the on-field guy in the world series and all he's got the name um that you still associate with that um but yeah maybe maybe along the way has lost some of the the relatability and the the colorful bow ties maybe maybe they're a little done at at this point you know like what else you got (laughs) there's there's only so much you can do with that uh but uh yeah the accuracy too seemed to slip this offseason a little bit and it happens to everybody like it's I, I don't think he, Rosenthal has like lost his credibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to point out one quick thing. Uh, he botched. Not, he was part of that. Yeah, team. he 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 botched a couple, and um, 
we're we're kind of going off of this, not necessarily like obviously talking about how good these people are from our job um, at their jobs from our perspectives, but also I mean to as as Uwe said, this stuff like their mistakes happen. Um, some of them are more egregious than others, and we'll get to that. But I I think just being a reporter, um, as Woj kind of outlined his day, he's up three or four a.m. to make sure he catches any news and is is ready to call um, and make calls, uh, talk to people as as soon as he's up. He rarely sleeps, so he makes sure he's first person, and he's, he they work really hard at it. So sometimes things are bound to slip. Sometimes things are bound to mess up some of them are a little bit more egregious than others unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> yeah re- respect respect to the the baseball reporters out there um, I mean, do any of you support me i i i would put fines in mark fines in for mlb.com i know rudy barely well, even knows go ahead and make is. go ahead and make your pitch let's 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 hear the the rundown he's been accurate he's you know i don't think any of these guys can match passing or come close to passing personality wise some guys try which brings them down but um <laughs> it's because none of them are relatable Rudy but, hit it yeah. on the note but but feinson is just accurate like um with the springer and, and the um uh bauer reports the one the major ones that like got botched there the people thought there was a deal and stuff it just became like he was one of the first ones. Like him and Pascal were both like, "No, this, we're not being told this. This is not happening, or it's it's not done yet." Or so like they were the ones like kind of holding the fort of like being accurate. So I I think if like if you're you know going from a reporting standpoint, Passin Passin is number one because he's accurate, funny, relatable, and all that. And then Feinson is is probably talking about reliability. He's right there with him. I think it comes down to, after passing a lot about if you value more like getting the news is getting the news yeah. literally first the most important thing to you, or is it like, um, like the tertiary stuff around it? And I totally see yeah. your case. Yeah, um, and the other thing about Rosenthal too is, I mean, I I don't know how much you read of him far about in the Athletic, but like, I I don't have the Athletic, but all I see is he has some like pretty outlandish takes and like he said he says he's doing it to the sake for the sake of being like no this is a massive hypothetical but to me like he throws out some random like really like wild things in his articles when i feel like there is stuff more practical to be talked about oh yeah i i personally i've been a a subscriber to the athletic for a couple years now and i mean i think Trevor Bauer kind of said it best a couple of days ago when he tweeted, like, the Athletic's kind of fallen off a little bit, too. It started out as a Rosenthal himself. He's He, he does have a bit of his outlandish shakes. I think that when you want to talk about the difference between Feinsand and Rosenthal, it's like, Feinsand, at least to me, he's more of a still like an up-and-comer especially compared to rosenthal i i know he's the mlb.com guy he's really good at his job um but as Uwe mentioned rosenthal is who if a lot of baseball fans are following um any reporter on twitter rosenthal is probably has probably been that guy for for the last several years whether that whether that's going to put him at number two over fine sand or at number three below him um that's kind of our dis- that's kind of our opinions there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like to to just close that up. Feinstein seems like like the sa- he's the safe bet. Like he'll get it right, but also doesn't doesn't bring that all that much else necessarily. So you can quibble over over where you have him here. But I think the drop off it to close it up 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 seal it um, seal it just to illustrate for Blue's point. Sorry, Rosenthal. 1.1 million Twitter followers pass in 578,000 and finds in 131. And which is, I mean, passing works for ESPN. He's not like he's low. I mean, he made his career at Yahoo, but it's in theory, it's not like more, you know, the more people actually read the athletic than ESPN.com. Like, definitely not. So it just shows you how much Rosenthal separated himself just as a in the in the culture. By being a Fox Sports reporter on TV, on top of being an, an insider, 
yeah he he's been around like he he's made the name he's the he was the one holding the belt you know yeah i, I mean we're, we're all entitled to our own list i still have rosenthal at two um fine sand at three yeah uh i was gonna say i think we can agree that the drop off is sharp from here <laughs> when we get to the bottom part of this list we're just gonna <laughs> roast a couple of reporters yeah. real quick most of the, don't mind us most, <laughs> most of the, that reason is because we couldn't think of it um many others that, as we were preparing for this mm-hmm. so um, so the, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a statement in itself that you couldn't think of anyone else that's damning true yeah maybe there is some validity to being so drastically bad that you come to <laughs> mind first maybe that's the tactic um oh my god it's oh genius. My. It, it is genius. I mean, okay, so can we start with, um, I, I don't even know how to rank these guys, but um, so John Heyman, who, you no. know, for the longest time, bit Moji Man, right? Like, just super oh, weird, God. like, zero punctuation in, in tweets and, like, <laughs> blatant misspellings <laughs> in, in all, like, pretty much every major thing that he would do for the longest time. Like, is that is that calculated? Is that a calculated move just to get more attention, to get more engagement, like, more people commenting, hey, Heyman, you, Bitmoji man, you idiot, like, what are you doing? Like, you can't even spell uh, Aaron Nola's name, right? I don't know, I just picked a random player. Like, you know, it's it's just... <laughs> it's if it a little is bit ridiculous. calculated, it definitely didn't start out intentionally as such. I, he might be looking for his own like style because there, there's all these baseball reporters and people all or style is illiteracy. His his I, niche is, is I, the I third grade the baseball is, reporter. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying the style is great or it it it's something that should be copied, but maybe that was his thought process going through. I don't know. I can't speak for him. Um, we should have him I on. Think he's arrogant, but I'm cynical. I don't think he'll come on after that. Uh, <laughs> we don't want. We're making that. enemies here today. <laughs> I, I, his his style, the way he tweets. I mean, I'm both. Whenever I read it, I'm both frustrated with with that, and I go quickly go to a Jeff Passan um, tweet about it to make make it right. But also, I kind of laugh at it. I think it is decently like what are you doing bro <laughs> like um <laughs> it, it's both frustrating and, and kind of amusing but i don't know if that is anything to be too proud of it, to me i, I mentioned yeah. this before we started recording i kind of feel like he it seems like his style at least makes it seem like he doesn't really care that like about his reporting or making sure it's accurate or it's out there yeah it's it's the lacking Very he's aloof and yeah um it's weird uh <laughs> that's just that's just kind of how it is but he's he's not he's not the most inaccurate reporter out there like he he still he's, breaks a lot of deals and, and does no, pretty well yeah. with that he does his job he likes to credit guys instead of just retweeting them yeah. saying what he said in the delivery it's just the delivery that, that yeah. bugs a lot of people it might be calculated uh, can I can I move on to Joel Sherman next? Because I think yeah. again, like not not a guy that necessarily is is dinged for his, like inaccuracy or just like incompetence, but is also just like very unrelatable in so many of the things he says. I I don't like th- that's just the the vibe I get from him. And not to mention like this has nothing to do with it, but I saw his um his personal MLB top ten right now list. Um, that he did with MLB Network, and it was, like, laughably bad. It was it was pure shock value bad. Like, Mike <laughs> Trout, number three, best player in baseball bad. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, just just kind of just kind of a clown, you know? He, he's out here clowning, I guess trying to to distinguish himself, but, like, it's just not working for me. I, I don't know like, if it works like, for a lot of people. There's a difference between outlandish takes and yeah. just wrong. Yeah, there. so the outlandish takes... Yes, um, like that part too is just kind of kind of weird. If you, if you I, I respect him for what he is, at least on the TV side of things. Like he's not necessarily afraid to say what he thinks might be sort of true, and he's just kind of willing to put stuff out there up, up for debate. Like I, I sort of respect that. <laughs> I, I I see that side of it. Like the um, audacity to be yeah. incompetent publicly. Yeah, but like not incompetent where like he really actually like believes that like oh yes no like 
everybody else is idiots because of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any other any other ringing thoughts on Joel Sherman? Like, uh, greater than, less than John Heyman. I, m- I met him once and talked to him for, like, 30 seconds. How, how do you do IRL? wasn't bad. I didn't know what to say to him because I'm not trying to become a journalist. I just oh. saw him at a bar. You didn't go. Him. You didn't go for the shock value with him. Apparently, I guess that that would be how how to get his attention. I just, I just I just like told come him up to with your wackiest take. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, Rudy, I forget, I forget for, which other um, free agent Rudy, we were waiting on that year, but Rudy, for reference, um, of all people in this podcast, uh, you and Uwe should know who Joel Sherman is. Because he's mostly, it seems like if you go on his Twitter, he's New York he, Post. Yeah, he's he's yeah. the New York Post. I he's also an MLB.com insider. But yeah, he reports on Yankees Mets stuff like a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, my least favorite Knicks personality, not to get too off the rails, works for New York Post. <laughs> so if he's anything like Mark Berman, then <laughs> I hate him with a passion. Sherman Berman, conspiracy coincidence. I think not. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and then we got Boob. We got Bob Nightingale, who I think can pretty safely bring up the rear on this one, just because of the <laughs> consistently wrong reports. Like he, he's got to have at least like three wrong reports per off season, right? At least, uh, dude. You're so I, if and he, and he tries to make predictions. Like if like he'll say something, he goes, "Yeah, I think they'll probably like get this deal done." And you're like, "They're not gonna get the deal done." <laughs> Mets fans hate him. Um, I anything he says, just know the opposite is happening. He's also another guy. Um, outside of just his wrong reporting, the way he writes his tweets, it it kind of feels like sometimes like the way Spock type. Uh, not wait, not. I I'm huh? I, <laughs> I, forgot to, I forgot how to talk. Um, <laughs> Basically, like he he cannot he cannot. Is that how he tweets? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exhibit A. Exactly. Um, no, he the way he tweets isn't even like Heyman, where he sounds like bored or disinterested. It's like the grammatical structure of his tweets. He puts the verb and like the actions of the of the of what actually happened at first, and then like the noun and the subject. It's completely weird. And just odd to read and just not pleasant overall. <laughs> yeah. He talks like you is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. And then I, I messed that up. And so I stopped being able to talk for like <laughs> five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, I get that. He he kinda has that that delivery of like he gets a phone call while he, while he's eating a meal and he needs to find the closest thing to like just write down everything that's being said to him and he just like writes it down on a napkin scrawls it out and then that's exactly what goes in the tweet like it has that <laughs> vibe you know it's literally his notes mm-hmm. yeah um all right I, he we talked his google docs that's what here <laughs> outfielder jock peterson who says his one year seven million dollar contract came within four 48 hours says he chose the cubs over the over others with multi-year offers because of an opportunity to play, prove he's an everyday player. He'll earn $4.5 million this year with a $10 million mutual. It's just so much random stuff, <laughs> and I don't get it. It's like run-on sentences. Yeah, it, you know, that he's he's down there. It's, it's almost impressive to, to bring up the rear among those three. Um, so, so there you go. That's six of the national reporters, more or less ranked. Uh, it was just it was just a lot of banter, really, more than anything. Uh, let us know if you disagree, if you agree, um, you know, whatever. Be, let us know. Let us know. To be clear, did we all pretty much have the same order? I presented the order, and yeah, I, I think a couple, you know, like very serious Feinstein above I have Feinstein above Rosenthal. I would honestly put Heyman or Sherman above Heyman, just because like Heyman is. More of an ass. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't even know who Sherman is. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would probably put Rosenthal second, Feinstein third, and then I would consider putting Sherman above Heyman. Um, but yeah, I, it, at least we all can agree on the top, on the, uh, on the leader <laughs> of the pack, and then, um, the the man who's at the bottom. 
praise passing. There you go. Good old boob. All right, let's talk teams. We've spent way longer than I could have possibly imagined talking about these reporters because I don't know. It was I've, fun. I've, it was fun. I've never gone that in depth going over, I don't know, just people's tweets before. But, yeah, hey, there we are. Let's let's talk about our favorite teams. We're just going to go number five, like, across the board. If any of us have an overlapping team in our rankings, we'll just say where they are and we'll, we'll talk about the team. So, um that's that's the format. That's how we're gonna do it. Let's start with uh, Rudy this time. I'm gonna mix it up here. Uh, give us your number five favorite team that you're a fan of, minus the Yankees. Everyone has different criteria for this, by the way. Yeah, go ahead and right. share some of your thinking too on this first one. Uh, my thinking is, I enjoy randomness and teams who I feel like just collect players that come from all over the place and you don't really realize they're all on this new team together and then subvert expectations and finally are kind of not really talked about in the national media conversation. So my pick here, um, my fifth pick I think is gonna go with the Detroit Tigers. Nice. Because <laughs> I kinda wanna honor fan base that I think is Low-key, very bizarre, honestly. Um, not that in a bad way, but I think, like, from my experience, and maybe I'll get called out on this by someone listening to this for being wrong, but I found living in Michigan for four years, the Tiger fans to be very fair weather, honestly. I think they just I think college sports, hockey, and uh, the Lions, even though they're pitiful, just mean more to them regularly. Um but more to the point why I picked them. I just think this just kind of their lineup is one bizarre and I'll explain why I think it is bizarre. And then two, I just think the rotation is quietly very interesting. Um, start with the rotation. I guess go backwards. I mean, Boyd, Matthew Boyd, Spencer Turnbull, Michael Fulmer, Jose Rena, Julio Tehran um, with some good prospects coming up. I just think it's, an inter- it's just interesting to me. Actually, I think that it, there is like, that could be competent as a pure rotation. I don't, I don't know if it's, it's not going to be great, but, like, um, there's a lot of, like, weird potential. I mean, some of those guys have obviously disappointed a lot, but for a team that's been, like, one of the worst in the league recently, I think it's a little bit better than you expect, and then not to go on too long. But I just think it's so bizarre to me that, like, Miguel Cabrera is playing with Robbie Grossman, Jonathan Scope, Heimer Candelario, Wilson Ramos, No Mermazara, Jacoby Jones, uh, Victor Reyes, Nico Goudron this year. It's just like, uh, it just sounds like someone like pulled Miguel, like here's 10 guys this year that you've never heard of, like try to name, like <laughs> name for Buck. Um, so like, good. like, no one bizarre used to be like very talented, I think, but it's just kind of like, do you think he knows anyone? Like Scope has obviously been there. Some Scope and like Jones have been there last year and longer, but I doubt he like knows any of their full names. If you had to bet. <laughs> yeah, it seems unlikely. Dude, that's that's a weird take from you. Like even from a chaos <laughs> even from like a chaos take perspective, like, dude, what are the tigers gonna do? Like, I don't <laughs> I'm confused. Not be the Orioles. Uh, uh, it's gonna be close between those two, it seems, doesn't it? Um anyway, uh, nobody else is the Tigers, right? <laughs> just so just to uh, I actually know. um I had them at number Stop. six, so they barely didn't make it. Sure you did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I promise. For about who was your number five then? Uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I am a – you all know me. I, If something is cool pitching-wise, I, I would love to consume it and watch it. And um, Tampa Bay somehow always manages to bring together this random group of guys that ends up being really, really good. Um, so it's always just really fascinating me, for me to watch, and especially under their payroll, under their salary cap. I'm not really using it based off of their team this year, uh, other than Tyler Glass, and I was a beautiful human being. Um, and I, yeah, Tampa Bay is my number five. Hmm. Glass now is gorgeous. I'll, I'll give you that point. Um, I don't have them in mind. I, I, I would imagine at least one of you has the race as well. No. Ray? I, I mean, they're either in there or, like, technically they're 
I use them as my AL team, so I don't know if like I'm sort of removing them from this. Oh thing. well, they would be like they're your favorite they, they non-Dodger would, team, no, right? Yeah, okay. they're non-Dodger. Okay, so, that's what I thought. Uh, but I'm kind of removing them from like. So, yeah, I mean, my criteria is sort of how Rudy first proposed this idea to us about like it was the league pass rankings, which I assume is just like watchability, sort of like the watchability. Of your team. Okay. Yeah. So for me, like being into broadcasting, like you know, a good team with a solid broadcast that I'm not gonna you know just like argue with the entire time. I number five. I didn't you know. I will say this off the top of my head in no particular order, but like. I kind of going from like I know who my number one is. Um, number five, I would say. Probably Atlanta. I I okay. I mean the Braves are a fun team, a good team, fun young team. Yeah, creating. and to me the, the broadcaster is solid. Uh, Chip Carey, uh, is league guy. They got Frank Cooper on there, so good solid broadcast, good listening, good and good baseball team to watch. I have them at four. Um, I really. It all like they're a fun team to watch, but it all boils down to how nice Freddie Freeman is. I think that really um, ch- changed it, um, moved the Braves from five to four. Can't help but root for the guy. Yeah, they have they have a lot of really just like exciting individual players, and you just combine it all, and it's it is just constant. I don't know excitement. I, I yeah, that's that's and it. I, I think we we all also really appreciate the like how teams are structured, how teams are built through time. I don't think if I, I'm not sure if what, one of the reasons I at least like the Braves also is they're this good. But if you remember a couple years back, they were kind of just gutted in terms of draft picks, in terms of um, international free agent signings. Uh, their oh yeah, because <laughs> office um, and they while they deserved it, <laughs> yeah, no, while they deserved it, it was it's pretty cool to see the fact that like the new regime the new um ownership the new front office that took over built this team to what it is i mean it's not like they lost everyone but i i really appreciate that as well no yeah they're they're definitely a an almost boring one just because of how good they are you know like like obviously the braves are there and they're gonna be there for some time um and so no other no other uh, Braves on on any of our lists. We have no overlap so far in number fives. Nope. Oh, I said for both have him at four. Oh, yeah, oh, you did have him at four. four. Okay, I, I missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'll I'll go ahead and say my number five is going to be the San Francisco Giants. Actually, which, you know, that's a team right now that is is looking pretty down in the dumps. But somehow, like year to year, manages to like generate some sort of excitement no matter how bad that team is they will have some kind of stretch um whether it's like pop randomly pablo sandoval fueled or like um you know last year they had they had a lot of fun with some some prospects that weren't even like all that highly touted but um or like you know like donovan just randomness just one of those teams that like a randomly, Donovan Solano yeah, just that like they randomly <laughs> find ways to be good. Mike Yastrzemski, how can you not love the guy? Like, just out, just out of nowhere, became a legitimate, like top outfielder, at least with the bat, um, and is like is a thirty year old non prospect. There's there's so many stories like that generated out of there, and not to mention that, like they hit all the other boxes too in terms of. Um, like their their broadcast team and their ballpark and and everything else, uh, they they're a very well run organization. Um, they they won three World Series obviously at the beginning of last decade. There were bound to be, um, some, some painful years following that as as all those those guys um see their way out, uh, which will probably happen, like as as early as next year. Like, all of them could be gone, all of that core. So um. Yeah, they're they're starting fresh, and even when they're terrible, they find ways to be exciting. They find ways to like take half the games against the Dodgers in their rival matchups, like every season, no matter how yeah. bad their team is. Like that's uh, that's just fun. I like that. I I don't know if anyone has an overlap with the Giants. Um, I clearly am using different criteria. I don't know whether they're my one or two yet, but that will be decided later. Um, I. I don't know. I think a lot of my top favorite teams 
Um, some of them, at least, they were all decided off of weird criteria, but most of them, of how teams were built and how awesome they were, uh, like the stability of the organization, how they were um, brought up, developed, and a lot of it throughout my childhood or like high school years too. And I, I mean, how can you be upset about, um, how can you not root for a team that won three World Series in five years? That that storyline on itself was great. The ballpark's great. Um, Bruce Bochy's great. And uh, when my Angels got embarrassed and swept out of the playoffs, the Giants came in and, and beat the Royals. So, like, I, I can't help but put the Giants at <laughs> one or two. I haven't decided exactly where, but they're, they are – probably my one of my top favorite teams okay cool we got we got more giants Yay. love you're you're getting no overlap no i wasn't i wasn't expecting it not even a little bit i will concede good uh good broadcasting good uh mm-hmm. good broadcasting yeah um rudy? all right rudy number four yeah my number four is actually going to be um the angels oh yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. Not, I'm kidding. They're just fascinating. Rudy's. <laughs> it's like watching a burning car wreck. The burning car wreck in this case is like a McLaren, and his name is Mike Trout. And you know, I I I know it seems like I always bring them up and talk about them, especially outside of this podcast, just to like torment Farbode, but like generally. <laughs> place of like love like they are a team that I, I i was like partial to when i was younger and i do there's nothing i hate more in life than like uh potential that's not taking advantage of and to see someone like trout prime wasted this way i just like a sports fan and like my life outlook I, it brings me pain um generally <laughs> i think like, uh, that's what you want in the team cool Otani's a cool dude. Um, the Angels mean a lot to where like where we grew up, um, the three of us from Orange County, and I, I just think like they'll always fascinate me every year because they always will have this bizarre construction of band aid taped cheap veterans to fill in holes and rotation that clearly will get injured and not perform up to what they need, and Mike Trout will somehow make them good enough that they're kind of in somewhat put the playoff conversation most of the season but you know um it won't happen yeah um but they're not bad enough to tank or anything so that's my case for the i'm gonna say two things in response first of all um rudy i i'm not upset by you trolling me about the angels all the time it's i i if i haven't grown that that understanding about how this team has been run um over the my time as an angels fan i would be in tears every day um second of all (laughs) I do feel like I'm kind of in therapy right now. Um, I I, th- I think I'm kind of coming to the realization of why I like the teams like um, the Giants and uh, teams that are just built so and the Rays and the Braves who are built so well and so smartly through farm systems and sustainably because I don't have that. You know, <laughs> this is this is um, your chance for this is this is why we eliminate your your actual team from from this is so you get a clean slate you can you can be whatever you want to be you can be a giants fan you can be a braves fan you can you can you can leave this this life this reality behind if you choose um okay thank you i'll say like we talk about like tormenting farbode like i don't see it that way I, i just find it hilarious that like every single little signing they make that isn't like um even like top one or two starting pitcher for them we just throw for both like hey how, for, how do you feel about this knowing that it's just like yeah this sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like they sent jesse chavez the other day it's like yeah here you go i, I responded <laughs> god damn it uh, <laughs> I, I i mean as a, not to get too on it too much on a tangent because we do have a time limit here but all you can do as an angels fan and be caught is be cautiously optimistic um mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the whole part of being an angels fan the fans deserve a good team yeah like in real life i i have ties to the like i like the angels like i will root for them but for the purpose of this exercise i, I don't want it i don't want to feel what forbode feels 
being a fan <laughs> of this team straight up, so I don't have him there. Um, uh, who's number four now? Uh, Farbot already shared his number four, so Ray? Uh, I'm going to stay in the NL East, actually. And again, this is watchability, not necessarily rooting for uh-huh. teams. But like, I like to watch the Phillies because in almost in the same way as the Angels, they are a beautiful train wreck. Um, <laughs> they've been stuck in mediocrity, uh, but they don't have a Mike Child on their team uh, since, like, 2013 or whatever. But, like, you know, nice ballpark, good good broadcast to watch. And, like, I mean, honestly, kind of, like, they're exciting to watch, like, whether they're winning or losing. Like, they are, they, they're just like, exciting. Like, I, I was watching a game on MLB TV randomly in 2019, and Vince Velasquez made a diving play and threw a guy out from left field. Like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're because they're always a pretty talent. They're like a try hard train wreck. Like they always yes go out and try to get talent and and put it out there, but they just can't put it together. Um, so yeah, they'll have their moments. I don't have the Phillies anywhere. Anybody else? No. Okay. Um, so I guess it's to my number four now, which I will go with. You might be surprised that that I don't have them higher, but I'm gonna go with the Twins specifically just for for a few of my favorite players out there um byron buxton (laughs) i i do like i do love me some byron buxton i just like so many of their players personally um williams ostadio i wish he could get more playing time it's a a darn shame that they keep signing more catchers but um you know that's that's a big reason to do it i just i just like the construction of their of their team really and they're always they're always really really good through the regular season or i mean like recently anyway um, and then, you know, in the playoffs, you, you don't, you don't got to sweat it too much, right? Like there's anguish there. Sure. But, um, like personally, I'm not one to just like let all the weight of the world be on me in the playoffs. Like I I'm here to, I'm here to enjoy just a nice, um, long regular season of, of good quality baseball with a really fun roster. Uh, so yeah, that's, that, there's the twins for me. I actually had the twins at two. Um, okay. So I completely agree with you. I mean, I think they're probably like the most overlooked franchise maybe in recent history because they never advanced past the first round, which is deserved. And they play in Minnesota, which is deserved as well. But, you know, the Yankees always beat them. So they have like a special place in my heart from that. <laughs> but I mean, I think they generally have some very interesting players. And the franchise that always tries to win. And I think spends a little bit more money than I think you would maybe outwardly assume. Like they almost always sign. Um, they didn't this offseason. They usually sign like a pretty significant pitcher contract, and um, they, they never seem to be trying to shed uh, yeah. money. Yeah, they're making exactly. moves. I have I have them in my top ten. Um, I have always been a fan of the Twins. I mean, special Joe Mauer days. Joe Joe Mauer was a special player. They're in a great, in a pretty nice ballpark, good city. I also, when I started playing LB the show, the first couple of years, the Twins were always the team that I um, that I created a franchise with out after creating one with the Angels. Um, so they have a special place in my heart for that too. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. The Twins are actually my number one. Oh, let's go. We got it. Wow. We got you number yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Anything else? I mean, anything yeah. else to add to that? Yeah to watch i mean i guess you know good broadcast i think out of like the time like watching random baseball game the twins i think are definitely the ones that I turn on the most all right and and i don't, didn't even know don't that just throw on park and don't just throw on park mode like if like you'll listen to the broadcast i'll listen to the broadcast yeah, yeah. No, that's like that's that's a good it's a good point i i didn't actually know that about you that you were into the twins to to that extent i i mean like they're they're a good team so they're yeah. fun to watch like not into them i'm not watching them every night but like if there's you know, say three games on and mm-hmm. you know i watch the twins cool cool they also have a really interesting prospect pipeline but you know that's yes a lot of teams do uh all right number three for rudy wait did yeah. you say yours Rudy? i said was a... my four it was oh, the twins yeah yeah so oh, okay. Two out three. I I imagine we'll see some more overlap here, but Rudy's been a real wild card today, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I shared with you just now, but um, oh, that's true. 
to me, that's fair. I mean, you, this is going to totally fail fit that criteria because my number three is the Arizona Diamondbacks, which nice. <laughs> is my Tigers take on steroids. I mean, this team makes no effing sense, guys. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, does anyone know what the hell? Like, is it, is it, I think everyone just forgot they existed. And so, like... I think they forgot they existed. They're just, like, doing this weird-ass shit in the corner. And, like, no one cares. So they're just getting away with it. I mean, this team is nonsensical, incoherent. Like, why is Madison Bumgarner on this team? It's, <laughs> like... In, the, like Tyler Clipper and Joaquin Sawyer are still pitching. Like, how? Uh, Luke Weaver, his career is dying by the minute. Zach Allen's good. I, I love think. Zach Allen. They have a bench of Vote in Azubel Cabrera, but then they also have a Van Meter, which I don't know what you use a Van Meter for, but it doesn't seem like baseball. And uh, I think in the stadium. I think I Keith thought it was Martin, speed. You know, is he a top player in the league? Is he lucky? Who knows? Yes. Calhoun, I feel like, <laughs> has not earned this. Uh, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, like, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Like, there's so many guys who, like, again, like Nick Hoffman, like, how is he still They just shipped Goldsmith away for, they shipped Goldsmith away for Luke Weaver. Like, I was like, more than that, but, like. <laughs> they, they. I, I don't just have not understood the plan or direction of this franchise in so long. And I don't th- I think like what you said, Ray, so you're like, they just completely have lost the plot. And like, what is, this is like approaching Colorado Rockies level of like, shit. No, that's, uh, that's a bit extreme. No, Come on no, now. No, no, yeah, the Rockies are playing a different ball game over there. <laughs> how their teams run. Um, Dude, I like that. I, I like the Diamondbacks a lot. They yeah. would have been on my list if they still had Zach Greinke, honestly. Like, I think that's a big separator for me. Like, that would have been the difference maker. But uh, that is a good take. I like a lot of I, I like a lot of those players that you that you brought up. So, uh, good stuff. I, I will say this, this last thing, and then I'll shut up. Mm-hmm. They have great boldness with their uniform choices, and I respect that. Even though if half the time they completely fail, I just respect trying. <laughs> Yeah, you, I haven't really even considered uniform choice much, but they have they have nothing great touches uniforms. the purple and teal. That that counts. They wear those, you know, throwbacks that they, they exist. Yeah, they they brought them back, but like, why did they ever go away from it? Uh, I don't know. Backs. Um. All right. Who we uh forbode? How many teams do you have left to share? Still, you've had a lot of overlapping. Uh. Well, I know the Giants are somewhere one and two, so I have to one of those in my number three okay so give me your um, next team here oh what did i want to go with that's a great question um can you come back to me oh my god okay sure <laughs> ray <laughs> ray this That'll is allow. weird and honestly i might throw like only because there's two former dodgers who i really like on this team but also their manager is you know probably like why is he in baseball um i i like the boston red sox Ugh. I thought you were gonna go with. The, I thought you were gonna say the White Sox for a sec. No, oh, <laughs> which man, is actually, also wait. which also fits that that same wait. description almost that you just given. <laughs> yes, um, are they former? Or I guess not. Members? For some reason, I, for all. some reason, I'm yeah. For some reason, I'm still convinced that Jock Peterson signed with the White Sox, but yeah. he did not. White <laughs> <laughs> Sox. White Sox is is a good one. I actually surprised I kind of thinking them for this list but um uh so the red sox yeah yeah red sox um just it i i guess it's just interesting i like again i do mostly off broadcast i like their broadcast even though today they didn't defend cora from what he did but like oh yeah he said all the right things and like he's glad to be given a second chance it's like yeah the issue is not that he said the wrong things it's that he just did a horrible thing and he got a second chance. <laughs> That's besides the point. Just because they they're talking about uh, Marvin Gonzalez, um, but I, I mean this team this year is going to be fascinating. Uh, Garrett Richards looked off today uh, in spring training, and um, you know they have like three like super utility guys vying for the second base job, and like Kiki Hernandez, Marvin Gonzalez, and 
uh, like Krishna Royals there. Remember that? Yeah. Remember he's supposed to be a top prospect. Huh. Krishna Royals there. I totally forgot Bobby Dahlbeck existed and he came on the scene last year. Uh, you have Michael Chavis. Um, you have Alex Verdugo who like started raking last year. Like he's always raked, but like he might be the best hitter on that team. And like it's that's insane. Or yeah, and, but he had Vasquez there and stuff. So it's like it's crazy uh, what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, but my I just couldn't list them because of my bias. But I think you're you're totally <laughs> on the right there. Yeah, dude, I like the Red Sox probably way more than I should as a Yankees fan. Uh, they're not on my list. Uh, there's, I, there's just better teams that I would have there. But dude, they're a fun team. They got they got the ballpark. They they got so much going for them too. Um, and and it, it is weird. It is going to be a weird year for them. Uh, Chris Dale comeback season. I, I'm not only saying that just because, like, uh, he's on your he's fantasy on team. Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, for Bode. Um Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have made the decision that the Giants are going to be number my number one. Um, number three, though, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I I don't know. I have I have family from Toronto, so uh, we have some Toronto ties. They uh, it's. My my biggest reasoning for this overall, other than the young, exciting team they have going on, I, I think I, I don't really need to go through all the guys that they have, but we, we know that they hit, um, they're going to field a pretty young and exciting team. Um, obviously, Vlad Guerrero Jr., um, the son of my former MVP, uh, uh, on, uh, on that team, he lost a bunch of weight. So hopefully he does well. But the main point behind why I chose uh, the Toronto Blue Jays is, uh, do you guys remember when they were, had that those playoff runs or when um, they traded for David Price and Tulo in the same, um, in the mm-hmm. same week yeah. or so? The, Toronto yeah. was on fire. Like, they made the ALCS. like they're, yeah, they're they're ball. We so had the the back to back home run years with uh, Bautista and Encarnacion. Yeah, their ballpark is insane when fans like are like I I, I hate to say when fans are interested cuz I but, uh but like when it's packed and it's a big game, their their ballpark is such a great atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen it without We haven't seen it without fans to be fair. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, actually technically we did. Oh wait, no, that is true. You're you're right. They didn't they play in the ballpark last year. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of, that, that makes me, that's the atmosphere behind big games and, um, seeing how passionate fans get and what, what, what team, like the effect teams have on their fans emotionally, that, that puts them like right near the top for me at number three. Uh, there was that one incident where in, in the playoffs where fans started throwing trash on, onto the field. So that was kind of a, uh, Oh, uh, but other than that, it, when Bautista, when Encarnacion, when Donaldson hit home runs, that place was electric, and I, I, I couldn't help but put them on my list. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll put them at number two. Um, also, just mainly because I miss Dan Schulman, and uh, he's he's great. We need we need to back on Sunday Night Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a great tw- twenty fifteen. That's my twenty fifteen pick. Sure, like easily. Um, they they got the young players. That is true. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting uh, interesting stuff going on there for sure. Um, Rudy or is it me? I I have to I have to share a team, don't I? Um, I yes. I'm gonna give the White Sox right now, who I had already mentioned. Um, for similar reasons, they are just absolutely loaded with young talent and with Tony Larusa. Yeah, I, I mean, I could I could I. <laughs> Yeah, get what is he doing there? That's it's so weird. It's it's just so weird. Um, but yeah, it's just another case where I like so many of like the individual players there, and then you just bring them all together, and it's just so fun. Like Yohan Moncada, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, they had just like random MVP run out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, like I don't I don't know Lucas Giolito. There's there's so much that that should come together, uh, and. I kind of hope it does, because it'd be really cool. They got a lot of swagger, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, that's my three. Anybody else got White Sox in there? No. Nah. Okay. No, I would say I would say they're probably like top honorable mention. Okay. Um, 
back to Rudy. We're we're top two. We're gonna we're gonna try to get through these. Um, I, again, probably yeah. gonna have some overlap. So my number one. Wait, are we on one or two? We're on two, I believe. But I my number two is the Twins. So. Oh okay okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yours the Brewers. Oh okay. Yeah. So here's my thing. Dakota had them projected to win the Central, and I think considering you know St. Louis, um, you know traded for Arenado, they're the heads-on favorite, rightfully so, to win the division, and the Brewers were uh, pretty disappointing last season. So I think everyone's kind of sleeping on them to a degree. Um, I think they, I don't know how good they're actually going to be. But to me, it's just a really interesting team. I feel like there's so many guys who just don't know what kind of season they're going to have. I mean, is Yelich going to put up another MVP campaign again? Is Hayter going to reclaim his title as, like, the undisputed best reliever in baseball? Is Devin Williams actually that guy? The rotation fascinates me. Like, Corbin Burns was hot, hot, hot muy fuego last season. Like, you know, um, you know, Woodruff, Woodruff is quite good as well and for his own right. Um, I don't know. I'm not just trying to list players to make my case, which kind of has been a strategy to agree. Think, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, not wrong. Putting, they're putting Hira at first base, which I never would have ever assumed um, to sign Colton Wong. But yeah, they're like a team yeah. full of second. Their infield is all they're, second basemen, basically. Yeah, which is their defense unique. will be really good, at least. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to hit, but Yelich, um, they'll play a lot of small ball, I assume. But I don't know. I just think it's like a funky team. They're, the Brewers are another one of these like twins teams. I know not just associate the Midwest together, but like, seems like they never really try to bottom out. They're always in it with free agent signings to a degree. And um, they're always trying to be competitive. And I think they have good fan bases. And yeah, I just think it's not a team that gets a lot of coverage, but so it's hard for me to have like a firm grasp of what the team ceiling really is but um to me that unknown is interesting and they have a big Rudy functional here. slide in center field mm-hmm. yes exactly left center whatever yeah rudy i appreciate uh your pride for uh, uc irvine um uc irvine's very own uh keston hera mm-hmm. anybody else exactly. have the brewers by chance i did not myself no no. no, I will shout out Brian Anderson, though. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, good broadcast. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah good broadcast. Um, okay, we're to Farbode's... No, yeah, you have one more team, right? Who's your number two? Yes, I have my number two. Um, and this is not a homer, uh, I've, uh, but I have to go with the San Diego Padres. Um, this is my number two, so technically my number three. But uh, I've ever since 2015 uh, with the winter meetings, one of my buddies and I wanted to go down to the San Diego winter meetings and just try to find AJ Preller because we wanted to know what the hell he was doing, but also introduce ourselves. So um, like kind of since then, and then having gone to, we went to the all-star game, uh, the, the celebrity softball game in San Diego a couple years back, the three of us, uh, sorry, Ray, uh, and <laughs> like that ballpark, TSG, I guess. <laughs> everything that goes, every, everything behind it, everything around it, it's great. Um, I and I, like I said, I'm like avoiding saying. I'm kind of pulling the opposite of Rudy. I'm p- avoiding saying any most players' names um, because I don't. At least with this team, I don't think I need to. I think one of the reasons I really like them is once again roster construction, trying to figure out what the heck Adrian Perler is up to. Um, and and the ballpark itself that that's that's been my go-to. Uh, I've honestly kind of liked them since the Adrian Gonzalez days, um, and the not the uh, in the uh, I forget uh, I forget his name. It was a pitcher. Uh, Jake No 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 no. Trevor Hoffman. It, it Latos Matt Latos. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> Since, since the Matt Latos, uh, Adrian Gonzalez days, um, been following them here and there. They obviously were kind of boring, so they were really fun to talk about. But um, honestly, yeah, it was mostly roster construction, AJ Preller, that's put put them at my number two. Yeah, the the Padres are my number one, dude. Like that's their their national news 
every single week. It, like, even, like, they have no business doing what they're doing, but they're doing it just just because they can. Like, they're the team that makes every other team say, why isn't my team doing that? Well, you can just be a Padres fan, and then you can say, wow, look at all this cool stuff my team's doing. Like, that's the world that I want to live in. And, like, I did live in that world. Like, I was basically, like, a Padres fan for for a good part of a few years when they sucked and it was still a lot of fun because they just like they care about building a good fan experience above all else and then and then they supplemented that by like building the best team that they possibly could now it's just ridiculous so and their farm system's still ridiculous too it is it is it's it's just there's so much potential there it's mainly because of how evident it is that their their like ownership and front office like care about building a fan experience they're not they're not so focused on like okay this is our this is our window to like sneak a world series win in and with like spending as little money as possible like dude they're just they're just balling out i love it um Absolutely. so my number one and anybody else i mean i think for me um i just didn't put them you know the, the white Sox, the braves these are all teams that i generally find entertaining I feel like I don't have to seek anything out for them. Like I'm very saturated yeah. with my experience with them. They're not meme enough for you either, I imagine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ray, I, I imagine, just can't bring himself to do it now um, with how overhyped they've been this offseason. So. Uh, Ray, who is your right. your last team or two more? Stadium. Uh, my list is done. Oh, your wait, yours is done. Okay, yeah, the so... Twins at one. Okay. The Blue Jays at two, Red Sox and Braves. Yeah. Okay. I'll share my my last one then. I got the I got the <laughs> Nationals. This is my number two team. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> this is my number two team, but I I gave the number one spiel already with the Padres there, but uh, it, the Nat dude. It should come as no surprise to any of you, obviously. Like two words, Trey Turner. Obviously, Trey Turner. is the biggest deciding I'm factor. I'm traumatized by three words of Nationals, and it's see you later. <laughs> <laughs> You know the what? The worst home run call in baseball. You know what? Say. The Nationals, they just stole a World Series. There's no other way to say it with a team <laughs> that, like, hey, I don't I know. I respect them for beating the hell out of the uh, Astros. Yeah, everybody right? does. It, it, it's so much fun. They, they're they literally the Angels' best-case scenario, like, over the past, I don't know, however long. Like, Juan Soto is, is like, they is have, Mike like, Trout pitchers. good now, basically. Like, and they sign pitchers. Yeah, those, those are the two points I was going to make. Their number four or five starter would be our number three. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's um, why I'm saying it's it's the Angels if they signed competent pitchers who could actually stay on the field, and and just like have super lovable superstar players, and yeah. So not the Angels. They're like, but there's so there's like parallels, right? I I, I don't know. They they they're kind of art to me. Um, there's another reason I think uh, we has his heart set on the nationals and i remember specifically we a couple years back when we were all going to that dodgers game with ray in la Uwe was talking to me about how um Uwe was actually complaining because he had anthony rendon on his fantasy team every other year for the previous three or four and he he traded him away when he wasn't doing well he did well for another team so he found a way to reacquire him and then he trade him away when he wasn't doing well again so we had some bouts with anthony rendon dude uh, i i love anthony rendon as much as any the, i could have just summarized it by saying trey turners and the nationals that's my that's my team like that's my not yankees team it's as simple as that really um yeah that's all our rankings we did it we we did it who's your guys's number 29 because we all know who number 30 is the pirates um really I have yeah. them up top ten. Wait, is wait, what, what team's number thirty? Oh, the Astros. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. The the Rockies are close. I I invested a lot of energy into into hoping the Rockies could do something cool, and they just never did. So I'm I'm a little hurt <laughs> by them. Uh, didn't didn't we put um Kansas they before the Astros were the Astros that we know of them today? Didn't we have strong feelings against the Kansas City Fight Club? I don't know about yeah, against but them. Who's even left from that team? Like no one. Or Perez, probably the only person. Sal Perez, yeah. And Danny Duffy, maybe. Yeah, those are some names. Um, well, we we got through it. We got through a lot of teams, really. I thought there might be more overlap, but 
there wasn't really. We, we ended up talking about a ton of teams, and um, we have run well beyond the point that we had planned to, so we are going to wrap things up for this episode uh, in a very hasty fashion. So thank you, everybody, who is still listening somehow. Uh, we appreciate you. If you did enjoy, make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to our podcast, uh, wherever you're listening, and connect with us on social media, at BeatTheShiftDP, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah, just tell us what you think about anything that we've said like who are your favorite teams behind your like you know your first favorite teams i don't know uh nobody's listening at this point anymore anyway it's fine uh beat the shift baseball.com for all our podcast articles anything else is all there and that Hi, is it <laughs> if your mom if your mom made Hi, rudy's it, mom then then she's then she's a real one you know what number one fan rudy's mom this one's for you all right thanks everybody one thanks rudy's mom one last time as always, Farbode. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>